What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Fire Talk here with the It's Lit Reviews team. I'm Jake, joined by Adam, Bailey, Cole, and Matt. Ron, another absentee here this week. Uh, we're done making excuses for him. He doesn't have any anymore. And then uh, Aaron oh, does. Aaron's his excuse this week was, I've been moving around a lot since I got off work. Yeah. so I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means either. I know he was at MMA like training. So like that's his workout right now. So I'm not giving him any slack. Uh, no. You guys Aaron are really has interrupting real my attempts to watch trailers right now. So if you can keep it down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you didn't do your full homework assignment prior to getting on the podcast here today, Matt. Uh, but Aaron has our sympathies. She is uh, preparing her store uh, of Starbucks for pumpkin spice season rolling up here. Uh, so Tomorrow, I right? have tremendous sympathy for what's what's happening there because i can't imagine how much people would go crazy on the first day of pumpkin spice season the psl rocking tomorrow is what PSL. what my understanding is uh the psl for all the what i think is for all the babs out there yep. that includes me <laughs> <laughs> i believe matt said in our in our family group chat the other day uh that the only straight he is is a straight up bitch. So <laughs> damn right. <laughs> so he will definitely be out there getting his pumpkin spice latte. Uh, thinking oh, of yeah, you can me my my basic ass is gonna be right there. <laughs> <laughs> thinking of some other not so basic ass bitches, uh, the Powerpuff Girls got the most random news today, uh, or at least not at least that I saw today of a live action reboot coming to the CW. Now I've known the CW to do some pretty uh, interesting television Ter- shows. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible is the word you're looking for. Whoa, 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 Cole. Listen. Arrow and Flash are fantastic. You shut your mouth. That is a wrong statement. No, they're both great. Okay. Uh, <laughs> listen, the CW is great. You just have to be, have the mindset of like, you just have to really lower your standards going into it. Like, <laughs> Bailey's one of Bailey's favorite shows ever came from the CW. Is it The Vampire Diaries? Yes. Okay, I'm like, uh-oh, which one was it? <laughs> uh, and Jake, wow. to your point of them being not basic ass bitches, uh, I feel like young adult Bubbles is definitely going to be a basic bitch. Like, I mean, honestly, <laughs> the only one I can see, the only one that might not be is Buttercup. Oh, Buttercup, definitely not. No. Yeah. Blossom, Blossom, and Bubbles though could. I mean, those two would definitely lean towards towards the bad category for sure. Uh, although I think all three of them would probably get pumpkin spice lattes. And as a matter of fact, they'll probably make an episode about it. To to be fair, in the live action remake, because why wouldn't they? They just are putting something out I mean, there that nobody asked for whatsoever. Uh, yeah. Like I was so be... preoccupied with whether with whether or not they sh- they should they, they didn't sh- stop to consider whether or not they should. Way to bring Jurassic Park into it. <laughs> you know when it's a great quote, it's a great quote. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Doctor Ian Malcolm is a legend for that quote. So, and it's just it's one of those things. Like too, it's like why I understand even like rebooting it. Sure, like you can cash in on nostalgia. You can. They already rebooted it in 2016, and it won an yeah. Emmy. <laughs> Yeah, see, there you go. So, like, why not stick to that and just like adopt it? Like, are they doing to turn the Powerpuff Girls into like this hardcore dark television show or something? Like, I, I legit think that that's what they're going to do. Oh gosh, it, it might be a little so... bit more softcore, but I mean, 
No, it's going to be like Riverdale, but they have superpowers. Like, exactly. <laughs> it's going to be in the same thing as Riverdale and Sabrina. They're all going to be in the same universe. Shared universe. They're after it. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Call with the prediction of the shared universe. <laughs> That'd be the, it's, it's already the weirdest universe I know. But <laughs> we had the powerful girls. Oh, boy. Bailey is sitting there all quiet because she loves all the shows we're talking about right now. I like hey, Riverdale. Listen, what was the other one? Sabrina. And that's a great show. Never it's way, way better no. than Riverdale. And it is on Netflix. Yes. Say, that's a Netflix one, though, not a CW one. So they can't have a shared universe goal. Unless I mean, Netflix is doing it. If there's enough well, money involved, uh, it can happen. Netflix yeah. could totally buy the CW at this point. I mean, like it could definitely <laughs> happen. I'm pretty sure my neighbor could buy the CW. <laughs> Oh. What do you wow. live next to? Dang. Yeah. I, I live next to somebody that, you know, can afford $10. And that's about what CW is worth for the content Ooh. they put out. Wow. Damn. Cool. Nice. Dropping the bombshell. I mean, hey, at least they're making better DC content than the movies are. That's not a, <laughs> not a high bar, though, Matt. No, better example. No, Snyder I mean, Cut? Listen. Listen, I love the CW. I am an unapologetic Riverdale fan. Uh, like that stuff is my jam. I'll no. give them that. They some of I the DC content has been pretty solid. I don't understand what, who even wants this. <laughs> like no, like that was the thing that I like when I read it. I was like, wait, like there's a studio considering this. Like why? Like that was the first question that came to my head. It wasn't like this is a bad idea. This is awful. It was just like, why? Why are we making this? Like, who has really been thinking? I wonder what the Powerpuff Girls are up to now that they're adults. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. I mean, it, it, it's kind of the same boat as Lizzie McGuire. No, except... <laughs> ooh, yes, it is. Except I think, I think there's very much a generation of girls who have wondered what Lizzie McGuire would be up to now that she's an adult. Because <laughs> they very much identified with that character. Yeah, no, that's you, true. Hey, Bailey, you didn't, but there are definitely girls out there who that's true of. <laughs> I think there's definitely boys out there, too. <laughs> that's probably true. <laughs> all of the, and all those people that related to her and her drawn cartoon person in her head should probably be seeing a doctor. Because what? that means they're having some delusions and hallucinations. Whether or not what Jake just said <laughs> okay. is true. Uh, <laughs> who out there is asking for this reboot? Like, I know, I know two people that are. I know oh. who two people are. Uh -oh. Heather Rainier and Diablo Cody, who are developing the show. <laughs> they're asking for it. <laughs> See, they won't get paid. Yeah. Cole, that might not even be true either. They might just, or CW might have just been like, hey, here's all the yep. money our studio's worth can you make the show for us yeah that's a good point <laughs> which you in your watch. case though that would have only been ten dollars for the for the show though so i mean you watch this turns out to be a good show and we're sitting back like what the hell <laughs> i mean adam, you know, said, it, adam it said it too yeah dc's they put out some good dc content in terms of like supergirl's not my favorite but it's okay but like uh, no arrow is great flash is great legends of uh, tomorrow legends of tomorrow was good that one weird. I'm yeah. sorry, I can't get on the board with that. Flash is great. I've watched All enough right. Flash. It They're is, good. I like the no, first. I like the early so, seasons, and then it just so gets bad. too drawn out. It's like watching like the Secret World of Alex Mack. That's the quality of. It's like 90s Nickelodeon TV is what Flash. Some is. of the special effects in that are really bad. I will give you that one. Which is why I think Arrow is the superior show because it doesn't need all the extra like super speed. Uh, <sighs> The fact that you brought Alex Mack into this is just <laughs> impressive. That was a great show. It really was. 
so what you're saying is <laughs> the flash is a great show then because no, yep, no. Yep. that's that's what i heard too jake that's what i heard <laughs> you guys are really twisting my words <laughs> print it cole said that it's a great show <laughs> quote unquote <laughs> You know, I've been thinking of some social media content that we need for this podcast, Cole, and I think that's one of the qu- first quotes that I'm going to like just snap and put as like a picture, and mm-hmm. we're going to post it and have it on there. <laughs> Don't do me like that. Don't do me like that. <laughs> All right, but switching gears into shows, we actually do want to talk about and do want. Uh, our, we, were, we left last week, and we were trying to figure out what we wanted to, to talk about in today's episode, and so we settled on the idea of our favorite TV shows, but more specifically, our favorite episode and least favorite or the worst episode of our favorite TV series. Uh, so that was the the tough assignment that we had. Cole didn't think it was that tough at all, actually, because he jumped right in um, like as we were talking about it. Uh, so Cole, I'll let you kick us off here. I'm not going to steal your thunder. Uh, I'm pretty sure anybody who's listened to our podcast, though, knows what show you're going to choose. It's going to be The Office, uh, even though Friends is technically my favorite show of all time. Somebody else had already claimed it, so I went with my number two show, which is The Office. Um, and so I'll start with my worst, and uh, that would be Scott's Tots. Now, and, now, and I'm not saying it's a bad episode, like don't watch it. I'm saying it's so cringy, I have to close my eyes sometimes or skip the episode because even talking about it gives me a little bit of anxiety. Um, I'm saying it's a bad episode. What? I said, I'm saying it's a bad episode. Well, I mean, I, I, well, the thing that I can never figure out, like watching that entire, I've watched the series like way more than I'd care to ex- tell you. Um, but every time I look at that episode in the context of the show itself, I don't understand the storyline or why it exists. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Doesn't connect to anything. It's some one-off Michael line, Michael storyline, which is fine. He has some really one-off great stories, but it doesn't connect to anything in like previous seasons. It doesn't go any forward than where it's at in that episode. And I, I was like, man, this one, it's like, it's cringeworthy, cringeworthy 10 out of 10. Uh, and so I, I don't know, man, when he, he to the whole class that he can't pay for their school, like, and for like a show like that, where a lot of your episodes, like there is a greater overarching story to like the season, mm-hmm. but like there's not a whole lot of like those specific like episodes that drive story necessarily. For you to say that it just that feels that much out of place, like in this in the season two, it just shows like how out of left field it really is. Then in that kind of a situation, and I, and I know it happens later in the series before Steve Carell leaves, um, which the show just kind of dropped off after Steve Carell left, but. I, I don't know. It's, it's just, to me, I usually skip it because, I, like I said, I get anxiety just talking about it because the cringe <laughs> on it is so bad. I, I think my biggest problem with it is that the way Michael Scott is presented in that episode, like he is, there's nothing redeemable about him in no. that episode. Mm. Uh, it, and I, I don't think Michael Scott works as a character when you just make him, like, negligent and bad well yeah it goes it kind of goes back to like season one michael scott where he's just a horrible boss and kind of a horrible person and you're like why do i like this show yeah exactly (laughs) which kind of leads me into my favorite episode which is the dundies season two episode one where michael is redeemed i mean it was really hard like we talked about in our slack thread like i have one a and one z like there's 26 (laughs) episodes i could say is my favorite 
I mean, it was between that, uh, uh, Office Olympics, Benihana Christmas. I've probably named like 20 more episodes, but <laughs> the Dundies is where like I started, was like the reason I like fell in love with The Office because I feel like it redeemed Michael Scott. I mean, if you listen to the uh, Office Ladies podcast, after season one, uh, they had to go back to NBC and say why season two should exist. Why should we pick up your show? And uh, uh, Greg Daniels said, I will, I'm going to redeem Michael. I'm going to make him more likable. And I feel like that first episode does it. You know, when he's, uh, oh, come on. When he does the M&M, uh, uh, the M&M rap. And uh, I mean, come on. And they're in the chilies. Yeah. On the, come on. All the awards are so cringy, though, still. Like, I just, God I don't is know in if this redeemed. Chili's tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if the, uh, if the word redeemed quite fits. I might have to go back and watch it. Uh, I have gotten that far into can't get, it, though, You can't it, get down with uh, Phyllis's bushiest beaver. <laughs> it should say busiest beaver. <laughs> no. Okay. It, see, the thing, the thing with this, though, is it's like what I was saying. Like, sure, it's very cringy. But Michael is legitimately like trying to be nice here. Like he's mm-hmm. making a really nice gesture and just being really awkward about it. And, and uh, what he does which is for how Pam, Michael works for me. Yeah, and and what he does for Pam, where she's like always like I forget the award. It's like one that hasn't been gotten married or been engaged the longest. And then you know Jim has that conversation with them, and she thinks this award's coming, and then all of a sudden he does the whitest sneakers award, and she just has that like moment in front of everyone. I mean, no, she's like, you know, she's pretty drunk after seven <laughs> second drink as she calls it, which is just drinking other people's drinks when they're done. <laughs> but I don't know. I feel like it redeems it quite well. And then it really starts to build into the, um, the uh, Jim Pam story. They have those moments at the bar when they're debriefing the entire thing. And, I mean, and Dwight takes his shirt off to try to give Pam CPR and mouth to mouth. I mean, I do. Uh, yeah, I can recognize that he does have kind of a turning point. Like I said, I don't necessarily even know if I like get it in that episode per se. Uh, but I've seen like as you go further into that season, there is a lot less cringiness. He is a lot more thoughtful. Mm-hmm. So I, I can see what you're saying there, at least. I also like that episode because I think it gives Pam a chance to be really funny, and I don't think she gets that very often. Yeah, when they when she attacks the camera at the end with the award. I still lose it. I think it's hilarious. And that scene with the manager who like talks about how Pam can't get back and we took a picture of her driver's license and she's she's barred from this establishment forever. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was one of my favorite like internet jokes though is when uh, the actress goes back to like she went to Chili's and she like snapped herself out of it or took a Twitter post and yeah. she's like, should I even try going in? Do you think they'll remember? <laughs> It's like, okay, like, I get that. Like, that's funny. Uh, but I'm going to cut Cole off now at this point because he, he can talk about The Office for the next... I can. I can do the whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, Matt, we'll go to you. You were you supporting Cole pretty heavily. Let's see if he, he returns the favor with your show here. Uh, so, I challenged myself a little bit this week uh, in that I wanted to pick a dramatic show and not a comedy because I feel like this format is a lot easier to do with a comedy because you can take episodes out of context a lot more. Mm. that makes sense it's true yeah um so i wanted to show that i could present like a single episode that you could watch and say like this is a great episode of a tv show and same with the worst episode mm-hmm. uh, i went with buffy the vampire slayer Ooh, throwback. Uh, yeah throwback track uh 
Bailey's <laughs> nodding her approvals. Which uh, I'll follow Cole's lead here and uh, start with the worst episode. Uh, and the worst episode of Buffy, in my opinion, came during, I think it was season four. Uh, the episode is titled Beer Bad. Uh, and it is from that title exactly what you think it is, an episode uh, that is meant as like an after school special type thing where they're telling you oh. not to drink because it's bad. Uh, I was also getting a very Frankenstein vibe from it, like beer bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, Buffy is a zombie or a vampire hunter, monster hunter. So, uh, yeah, so that's why I figured like maybe Frankenstein was in there and like it, that's how they were going. But yeah, it definitely seemed, well, I, it, without seeing it, it, I was picturing so, self-righteous. The premise of the episode is that Buffy's really upset about this guy dumping her. What? So she starts drinking. <laughs> Gosh. And the beer is magic that beer bad. that turns the people who drink it into uh, like mindless bro zombies. Bro zombies? Those sound like my kind of zombies, though. Ooh. Ain't no laws when you're drinking claws, baby. <laughs> okay, hold on. So, Matt, I, I have not seen this episode, but I went just to see on IMDb just to get a good read on it. Like the episodes around it are like eights out of ten, eights out of ten. This one's a five point eight out of ten. <laughs> yeah, it, it. Yeah, it's not. It's not a good episode to begin with, and then they just get like super preachy in that very oh, like nineties way about like how you should do like be a good kid and don't drink and do drugs and. Uh, and it, yeah, it's just it's not done well. There's nothing good about it. Like it just feels so heavy handed and awkward the entire time and it's just not a fun like well-written good episode of Buffy to begin with didn't uh, Allison Hannigan star in that uh she was uh one of Buffy's co-star yeah, yeah she yeah. was a co-star okay I thought she I recognized that uh I've never seen the show personally um but like you when you like I said that it's a it's a great show because when it works it really works uh which brings me to my next point uh the best episode in my opinion uh and there are a lot of really good episodes uh but again i wanted one that i feel like stands alone uh that you could jump in and watch to get a feel for whether or not you're going to like this show uh and the episode i am recommending to you is hush uh which is unique among buffy uh in being an episode that is almost entirely without dialogue Ooh, uh that's interesting that is interesting Ooh, that's interesting yeah, so the premise is there are these monsters that come to town and uh, the way you defeat them is with like making noise and so they eliminate people's ability to speak. Uh, huh. So Buffy and her team have to like figure out how to defeat these things without being able to speak to each other. Uh, so it's a lot of like... How do the things take away their ability to speak? Magic, don't worry about it. Okay, cool. Glad it's explained. <laughs> a wizard did it. A wizard did it. it was not Harry Potter. <laughs> Harry Potter. <laughs> uh, but uh, it was actually a, sort of a challenge accepted moment when Joss Whedon made this episode uh, because a lot of the uh, critics of the show had been like slamming him for his over-reliance on like fast-paced, witty dialogue. Uh, and so he was like, fine, I'll make an episode where no one talks. Uh, and it was great. Uh, it has like this iconically scary, creepy monster design. Uh, 
it's just a really solid episode uh, in that sort of like monster of the week. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is pretty cool. Yeah, Actually, you know interesting. I've seen this episode uh, and it is really good. It's been a while. I will say that it's been a while, but I, I say picture of the, um, the, the gentleman. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, the gentlemen, uh, those are the villains. Those are the villains. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I've seen this episode. Hmm. I just haven't seen it in a long time. <laughs> I wonder uh, if like that's like the inspiration for like the uh, the quiet place or uh, quiet place. Is that the one? Yeah, that's, that's what it. it's called. Uh, to where like this only to like another extreme of like sound at all is bad. To that to your point, Matt, like it, it really does. It gives you something new, which you don't necessarily. And that's what I kind of wonder. Like it might not even have to be like the best episode because like you, it really shows how the strength of your actors and actresses though. Yeah. You can pull off an episode like that because you have to give so much extra emotion through mm-hmm. like your facial features and your body language. So yeah, exactly. It yeah, makes you, it can't, little... you can't rely on your voice and sounding like you're about to cry to make people think you're sad about something. Like... Yep. Your eyes got to water up. You got to, you got to cry them tears. You got to cry uh-huh. them tears. Just like Bailey wants to cry them tears for Dawson not coming out yet. But we're getting there, babe. <laughs> well, yeah, and it and it presents an interesting challenge. Like, how do you educate the viewer about like what is going on and what these mm-hmm. things are without being able to tell them what? So, yeah, that is very true. So yeah, it's a it's a very creative uh, episode, and and that sort of like experimental style is, I think, a lot of what made Buffy really entertaining. Uh, it was definitely like, a, a ahead of its time. Yeah, Joss Whedon was never afraid to like try something weird uh, i mean buffy is i think the first tv show to do the whole musical episode thing uh and in my opinion they did it very well but is it streaming anywhere uh i believe it's on hulu currently uh bailey you ever seen that show because it sounds like it's up your alley buffy yeah um i've heard of it and i watched a couple episodes but i nowhere near season four okay yeah, I mean, you gotta you gotta steal yourself for some very like '90s special effects. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's uh, streaming on Hulu right now. Yeah, it's on Hulu. It's all right. The '90s special effects are still better than the '80s special effects. Oh my god! <laughs> that podcast is over. Podcast is over, Jake. <laughs> Sorry, I had to get my last dig in there. Uh, so Bailey, we'll go we'll go to you now because uh, your show stars someone similar to Matt's show and Alice Hannigan, which is why I thought of it in the first place. Uh, unless you're going to throw a curveball to me and not pick that show. I'm picking How I Met Your Mother, obviously. That's what I thought. All right. <laughs> I'll say go. there was no other show I was going to go with. <laughs> um, I'll start with the worst, that since everybody has started with the worst. Um, the beekeeper, the burning beekeeper oh. is definitely the worst because it, there's no. just way too <sighs> much going on. And by the time that episode ends, you're like, wow, this was kind of pointless. I this was not that great. <laughs> I will say that part. I get the I get the pointless part of it. Like it doesn't advance the story a whole lot. No. But I thought it was cool how they told it room by room. I thought that was a really different, unique episode structure. Um, I thought it, it, I thought it was sense. a good attempt at structuring it. I just don't think I don't think they pulled it off super well. There was just no point to it. Like yeah. I understand like how they set it up. It's like oh okay, this is different compared to. The other episodes, but it's like by the time the episode ends, you're like, it really wasn't that great. I could have totally skipped that episode and just 
gone they, like, on. They got yeah. so caught up in like the structure and like the twists they were doing there that they forgot to be funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they just like and they forgot to have it impact the story at all. Like we we go through like all these different like side stories and like the only thing that has like even the slightest amount of consequence is Marshall's relationship with his boss, mm-hmm. which really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of like the season anyway. Like there's I, I definitely see what you're saying there where uh yeah it was a i guess i was i will i will i will take my back i don't think i think you're right though i get why it would be the worst out of the episodes it's interesting i've watched the show three times and i still can't remember this episode based on the pictures (laughs) or reading it it's uh, a lot big of a fan you are of that show then her episode uh, but that all that whole show kind of just ruined itself at the 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 very end no, okay. Yes, yes, no. totally did. Yes. No, three versus two. The, the only, the only show I, that hasn't totally that that ruined itself was was Game of Thrones. Lost was pretty bad. It's oh, pretty bad. Okay. okay, this is definitely going to be a topic for another podcast. I have a lot <laughs> to say right now. I do Mom. not want to derail this too far. <laughs> yeah, let's not derail it too far. Let's get to the favorite episode. All right, y'all, come back in a couple weeks and we'll talk about shows that ruin themselves with the finales. Ooh, um, that's a good topic. That is you guys are dumb. Topic. You guys are Robin haters. <laughs> anyway, Robin haters. <laughs> the best episode is slap bet swarly yes. slap bet no, yes I absolutely swarly i was torn between swarly and slap bet but slap bet is just the best yeah i i was really curious what you're gonna say because in my opinion there is only one choice for the best episode of how i make slap because it continues through like seasons uh, uh, well, oh yeah and no and that's the thing it's not just the slap bet that continues through seasons there are so many jokes in that episode oh, yeah. that just like become huge robin sparkles starts in that episode <laughs> yep <laughs> i forgot about that oh my god he's crazy. it's robin sparkles no you're crying i mean yes yeah, let's, let's go to the mall is like iconic like it you is can't... <laughs> i think i had that as a ringtone for a while after i saw that episode yeah. And the sh- and like that show made the slap bet a cultural thing. Like, yep, that's true. Yeah, it's a uh, hey, how many I mean, it's how many slap bets have you pump. been in, Jake? Uh, on the receiving end or the delivering end? Because Either. I've been on way more delivering than I have receiving. Well, I and guess they you almost just make better all, bets. No, they almost all involve a a ping pong ball and a table full of cups. Uh, <laughs> I'll let I'll let our <laughs> listeners decide where that goes from there. <laughs> Um, Here at It's Lit Reviews, do not promote the irresponsible consumption of alcohol. <laughs> Definitely not. We would never do that. Uh, but yeah, I, I agree. I think Slap It, I mean, it's hilarious and to your guys' point. Like, I think the I think the thing I like about it the most is what you guys touched on of like the the reoccurrence like that that sets up the reoccurring like jokes throughout the rest of the seasons. I mean, we get all the way into the final season where Marshall's like the Marshall telling the story of like the the slap of slap and slap Mara where he's explaining <laughs> how he builds that like that's like one of my favorite episodes and it starts all the way back in in season one here with with this one so agreed I can't I can't think of a better one and I I mean it's just funny all the way through like every single character has their like moments and beats that they get to hit like it's just it, it's an episode of a comedy that fires on all cylinders right there. Yes, and without seeing it first, like the way Robin's music video starts, hundred percent seems like porn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for sure. Like the yep. joke was perfect. <laughs> I wish it was porn. That would be less embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, uh, or the beaver song. The beaver <laughs> song. Two beavers are better than one. No argument here. <laughs> oh, gosh. Adam, go ahead and get us get us off this crazy train. What's your fate? What's your uh, show? All right. So, I I I have a confession. I don't really have a, a favorite show. Ooh. And I didn't really pick a least favorite episode. But I have a least favorite show. If it's Game of Thrones, it doesn't count. It is not Game of Thrones. All right. I, and if you're I, wrong, I, we're going to destroy I, you. If, I, there's a very high probability that I'll be wrong with at least three of you. <laughs> oh, boy. My, oh, lo- my wife absolutely loves the show. I can't stand it. So when she puts it on or when I go to my computer, it gets put on because we don't watch it together. And that's uh, Doctor Who. Well, I just, uh, I, dude, I, I my wife and I just started it watching girl, it again tonight. I can't, I can't stand Doctor Who. It's what? just so bad. No, it's not. No, it's not. The, <laughs> the early the acting, I mean, the, the writing, are not good. The CG, everything is just mm-hmm. bad. Yes. No, the word you're looking for is cheesy. Cheesy. Yeah. It's Thank you. Thank bad. you. Bad. The later seasons get so much better. The Flash is bad. No, <laughs> no, shut your mouth. <laughs> no, I can tolerate the flash because it's low production, but it's BBC and it was like it's like this big show, and everybody's like Doctor Who, and everybody's going crazy for it. And I'm just okay. like, but at no. the BBC, that still means you have a tiny budget, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a huge budget. Like, I don't understand the amount of hype it has for what you get. It's just like, what do you what okay? Do you know? I'm not investing my time in the show here. Yeah. Here's the thing with Doctor Who. Doctor Who is it's more a of a really, cult than a show. No, Doctor Who is a really Fireflies show in that it doesn't stick to one thing. Nope. Uh, like there That's are some true. episodes that are like straight up horror. There are some that are like classic adventure. There are some that are just straight up comedy. Like it, it's constantly shifting and being a different thing. Uh, And in doing that, it does a lot of like really cheesy things and not everything works for everybody. And sometimes they just fall entirely flat on their face. Uh, I think what they, what that show has done fantastically well though, is replace its showrunner and continue to have success. Like they've had multiple different doctors and yeah, you can argue. And I know people argue all the time about like which doctor was the best and which one's their favorite, but they've done I mean, the show is still running. Like they still have it going, and they they're on like their seventh Doctor now, or even more than that, or something like that. Crazy. Like, tell me another show that's replaced I mean, their lead actor. They're on their what, like thirteenth Doctor now? Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the Doctor goes back to like the fifties or the sixties, the original. Yeah. Tell me, tell me uh, another I mean, show. Filch that is a Doctor. Is continuing. Oh, terrible. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he looked different than he does as as Argus Filch, but I've never watched the old stuff. I only watched the. Uh starting with nine yeah so there you go adam that might be the play then is to to start more recent i mean if she if she's watching the old stuff that can be really hard to get that can be really hard yeah uh but yeah the newer seasons that start with see with the ninth doctor uh those are a lot more accessible i think um a lot more modern in their presentation Although I, I do want to counter that a tiny budget doesn't necessarily make for a bad show because Sherlock was a BBC show 
Sherlock was that, was that a show or was that just a bunch a of mini movies? A while, no, it was, they had a they had a show. It, it was, I, like, oh, no, I I know it was. I'm just saying, but they were like every episode was like an hour and a half long. Before. Four, yeah, four seasons. The, the fourth season not great. First and would, second season were fantastic. I was gonna say I would call the first two seasons great. After that, it kind of yeah. The third season kind of was like iffy, and then the fourth season was, but I still like it. Mainly because I like I love Benedict Cumberbatch. No, okay, so Adam, I will give you Bander this. So when I first <laughs> when I first watched Doctor Who, um, I was not a huge fan of uh, Eggleston. The he does the first season, and it took me like three episodes to get into it. But as soon as you hit Tenet and Matt Smith, it was like smooth sailing because they're both amazing as the Doctor. David Tennant's my favorite Doctor. Yeah, he's my favorite too. I gotta figure out who that is. Hold on. You definitely know who he is. I, I'm pretty uh, sure he's the one that plays a bad guy in a bunch of other stuff, isn't he's he? In Bar- he's Barty Crouch Jr. from The Goblet of Fire. Uh, nope, that's not who I'm thinking of. Okay, then. Yeah, I like him. Um, I think it's one of the earlier Doctors that played like a bad guy after he stopped being the Doctor like in every other movie I've ever seen him in. Oh, I don't know. But I, I can look it up at a different time. All right. So I'll bring us home. Uh, the... Uh, the show that I'm working off of because my wife I knew was going to pick High Much Your Mother and so I didn't want to take that from her because otherwise I would have chose that. No, I thought Although you, you, you did remind me of Brooklyn another Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I could have had to. What you didn't pick Brooklyn Nine-Nine? I should have. No. I, I haven't watched it recently enough and so it wasn't top of mind and I didn't think about it. Okay. Uh, the, the show I picked was Rick and Morty. And so the, the worst episode in Rick and Morty is I got to look up the episode name because it's – like they have such weird episode names to begin with. Um, it's the one. It's the only one with dragons. To give you that, so they get you, give you that hint. And if anybody's seen it, they already know what I'm talking about. It's, it's called Clawn Hoarder Special Rictims Morty. Um, season four. Yes, season four. Uh, and Cole, you were talking about how your how Scott's tots like just has you cringing the entire time. Yeah, as I was watching this episode, I literally couldn't imagine watching it with anybody else because it was so freaking weird. Um, <laughs> if you've ever wondered what it would like to be around horny dragons that can talk, um, as well as have a weird intimate relationship with said dragons, like I said, it's a weird relationship. It's not totally sexual, but it's something that's kind of in the same vein. That's what this episode is. <laughs> um, and so I don't know any other way to describe it other than that. It, uh, it, did, spawn, it did spawn a great meme where uh, the wizard is, is got his back turned to, to Rick and Morty and he's got his hands up in the air yelling slut. Uh, but that's, <laughs> that's about the only good thing that came out of this episode. The rest is just a, you, you stop watching and you're like, what the fuck was that? And I think that's actually what I said. And I told Bailey, I was like, I'm really glad you were in the bedroom watching your own show because if you were out here watching that, like you would never watch another episode of the show. That, yeah. I don't know if any of you guys have seen it. Like it, it's, it's a weird. Not. I would, I've not gotten past season three, but I will say if you're expecting Rick and Morty to be not a little bit of nonsense and craziness, <laughs> it wasn't the nonsense and craziness. I'd like, I got like the concept started out fine, it just took a, a serious left turn nosedive at like the uh the two third mark in the show, actually, maybe like halfway. Um, and it just it went 
it went real weird real quick. I mean, this is a show that has an entire episode about Rick having a special toilet on a different planet <laughs> because he needs to poop in peace. And like, I mean, I mean sure. that was that was a better episode than what I what this one was. Uh, that episode reminds me of Scrubs when they have the toilet on the top of the. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Like, if you're gonna watch Rick and Morty, like, I mean, you can don't watch this with any significant other because it's gonna be weird. Don't watch it with any other person because it's gonna be weird. And the only <laughs> the only person you should watch it with is your parents if you want to see them really freak out about something. Because Bailey, I would love to sit down and have your dad watch this episode because it would be hilarious Jesus. just to watch his facial reactions. <laughs> um, oh, Jesus. On the flip side, the best episode in that show, this was a tough one. Um, really? And I have a couple honorable mentions yeah, for this for this one because there's some really funny episodes and some really good episodes, especially when you consider the meme game that Rick and Morty has. Um, but one crew over the crew who's Morty is my favorite one. And it's a, the entire episode is an homage to heist movies. Uh, and so whenever you think about a heist movie, there's always some twist at the end. I mean, Ocean's Love made it popular when they decided like, hey, we weren't really robbing you that whole time. We robbed you like a week ago. Ha ha, sucker. <laughs> and spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen Ocean's Eleven. But this whole episode I mean, is just... That movie came out a long time ago. Yeah, that's I mean, yeah. that's what I'm saying. If you haven't seen it, go watch They've it. They've made two other ones after it. And, yep. and, and then all and prequels, too. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and, that, and the one from with uh, Clooney was even a remake of the original one with the Rat Pack. But yep. yeah, this whole thing, it just you start out with like one basic heist and then it just goes to like heist con and they're talking about all this heist tech and then they're they continuously go back further and further to like create these insane twists and stuff like that, that you're just like, okay, how far can this really go? And it, it makes me laugh. I love the whole episode and it gave me the, my favorite, my most used meme, like in the workplace and maybe anywhere else actually is you son of a bitch. I'm in. I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) And so uh, that's my favorite episode from the show. Um, like it, it was just really it was enjoyable like i said you don't even have to like the the show itself to to enjoy that specific episode because to your point cole it didn't have some of the weird uh left field type stuff that a lot of the other rick and morty episodes tend to get into like pickle rick yeah pickle and, rick uh, was on my uh on my honorable mention list for worst episode because i don't get what? people's obsession with pickle rick dude pickle rick's amazing i work with a guy named rick we call him pickle rick <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Rick he Shank doesn't know that, but though, like the close rate counters of the Rick kind, like there's a lot of other good ones that, especially if you get into like the sciencey stuff of it and like the, some of the pseudoscience too, like it's some cool, it's, there's some cool, interesting things that they do and some fun things. Like, I think that's, it, it's just a good show. Like what's, what's your take on get swifty? I love, <laughs> show me what you've got. It's great. <laughs> and the whole religion trash. behind it too. No, you yeah. <laughs> stop it. Stop. Whatever that kid is, it's just got the whitest voice. I'm like, oh my gosh, shut up. Oh, jeez, Rick. Oh, jeez. Yes, keep <laughs> on it. about it, Rick. Uh, Bailey, my wife feels the same way. She. <laughs> <laughs> Every time he watches it, I'm like, oh my god, it's like chalk. It's like nails on a chalkboard. You know what you need to do, Bailey? You just need to get what? all your shit. You need to get all your shit together and put it in a backpack. <laughs> And then you can take it to like the shit museum or you can just take it and sell it down the oh, shit wow. store. Yeah. But get your shit, put it in the back. Original. 
it's a, it's a quote from the back. It's a quote from the I show. I know. Yeah, I know. I heard it. We all we all figured. Yeah. <laughs> all right. On that note, I hate all of you guys, uh, <laughs> except for our listeners. I love all of you guys and gals. Don't listen to him. He's lying. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate you tuning in. Love to hear from you guys on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. What was what is your favorite episode of your favorite show and your and the worst episode of your favorite show? Uh, would love to be able to to hear from you guys and tell tell us who was right about their best episode, who thought we had the wrong episode, and who else wants to disagree with Adam about Doctor Who not being a bad show? Who wants uh, to agree millions with me that of the people. Show's trash. Millions of people. <laughs> If you haven't already, make sure you like our Facebook uh, page, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And until next time, enjoy your streaming. <laughs>